Do you think it's too soon to talk to the general public about topics that Euphoria showcases to the world? Is it too taboo to talk about like sex, drugs, you know, like addiction, etc., etc.? Are teenagers in America actually experiencing this, or is this kind of a reach? Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Meet Me in Taipei. This is Janice, and this is Jacqueline, and we're so happy to get you guys back. Thank you again for tuning in last week, and while we talk about zombies and you know the end of the world. <laughs> This week we are like looping back into a a show, and as you guys know, it it's going to be about Euphoria. Euphoria literally took the world by storm and through popular media, and one of the reasons why we think it was so popular was because of how taboo it is and how how many conversations it struck up with teenagers and how teenagers dealt with things such as LGBTQ. Um, drugs, sex, and all the other topics that normally adults wouldn't really talk about with kids. So, Janice, tell us about the plotline. I'm so curious. I watched it, but I wasn't. I feel like you watched more episodes than I did. Yeah, I, I watched it in a、uh, quarantine, so I like. <laughs> so I like binged watched it until the beginning of season two, I believe.、Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, so the. The premise of the show is surrounding. It's basically teenage drama, but you know, modernize it, and it's very in your face because in the first episode, there's a sex scene between like an adult man,、um, a child who identifies herself as transgender. So,、okay. um, and you know, like basically, sex scenes in Euphoria are all like just completely naked. Both men and women,、mm-hmm. as you guys might have heard on, you know, online. And the plotline, I don't want to ruin it for you guys, but they talk a lot about issues within high school and especially in a in a less like developed part of society, in which like a lot of kids grew up poor or like not in the best circumstances, so problems arise and ways of money, problems with money, problems with like drugs and sex and. A lot of those problems are deeply rooted in America, I believe, but it's not brought up to attention enough. So I think Euphoria does a really good job in like showcasing to the world about how much problems like this affect kids and teenagers and, and like their schoolwork, their well-being, their mental health, and it really puts a magnifying glass over the entirety of like what kids go through. As of right now, especially with like social media, you know, like backstabbing, all the all the drama that we used to experience as kids, but、mm-hmm. in a more like pressurized circumstance because of drugs, because of you know, like the internet, because of like they touched on OnlyFans, you know, like、mm-hmm. it's kids nowadays have so much access to the internet that it's like you know, it's it's dangerous to the point where it's not. It can affect a a lot of their future plans,、um, and I think Euphoria does a really good job to it. What do you think, Jacqueline? After you saw the first couple of episodes of the show, I think it was like eye opening to me. Honestly, like I've never really. I just I don't know. I feel like kids drama is something that I never wanted wanted to like go back or to think about it again. 
but like considering the facts that um euphoria kind of just like shed light on the problems um teenager nowadays i think this is also why like it kind of brought a lot of people's attention so speaking back to the plot which part was like your favorite scene i don't think i have a favorite scene from euphoria but um oh actually i don't want to ruin it for you guys though but um one of the very well enacted scenes is when the main male character had a really big fight with his father and Mm -hmm. for those of you who watched it you know which part i'm talking about i think it's one of my favorite not because like it's touching or that it's good but it's very very well acted out and it's very raw it's pure like feral emotion that Mm -hmm. the guy had to address with his father and i think those kinds of scenes actually do happen in real life between like you know between relationships but it's not showcased enough in movies and in shows yeah agree was there any part in the scene that was considered as like positive to you or it was like mostly just negative downside, like the dark content. You mean in, in Euphoria in general? Yeah. It's pretty dark, I think. Um, there are definitely good parts to it, but the entire premise of the show is based up on drug addicts or mm-hmm. kids who don't know about their identity, specifically pertaining to the queer community and adults who have traumatized their kids because of their own mistakes so there's a mm-hmm. lot of like freudian and dark like undertones to the entire sh- like story and show um but again like i think every single one of those points were really really well talked about because they actually happen in real life these yeah. things like these problems exist mm-hmm. we just we as a society doesn't talk about it enough or often So I think it does a really good job, like, talking about it and basically, like, telling the world, hey, this exists. Um, It's not as uncommon as you think. It's actually fairly, like, common, Mm -hmm. especially within, like, middle and high school students nowadays. Yeah. I feel like we were very lucky to be in such community that, yeah, maybe, you know, like, bullying was something very common among how how we like you know like if we lay out the map yeah like i feel feel like bullying was like the only thing we see but like in america people that grew up in america and like that that are in like a school district that they probably have to go through such a lot of scenes like it's like definitely very dark and also it's like i don't think kids during that age are old enough to be exposed to such Mm -hmm. experience so I think when watching Euphoria, like, I wouldn't say my favorite part because I'm not really comfortable with, like, you know, all that kind of sex scenes or anything. But I think what you're saying that with the very first part, it's like the eye opening part where, like, every, like, the whole season just, like, kind of, like, gave me this insight was like, wow, like, it's so transparent and so true. Like, if we want to just seriously focusing on what is the main problem in America nowadays, like, Mm-hmm. I think Euphoria is the show that you should probably watch. And this comes down to the discussion, too, that we're going to talk about. It's like the taboo topics in America today that we know that LGBTQ here in California is like, you know, very prevalent. Like, it's like mm-hmm. people know about this. Yeah, people know about this thing. This community has been going on and like sex and drugs, whatever. Like, these are something that 
I remember one time when I was like in Taiwan, like during pandemic, I, and then my, mm-hmm. my dad just took us, me, my sister, and my grandparents to this like Zhangzhongzhen. Mm-hmm. It's like a place. And like we have a guide um, just take us around the entire where Zhangzhongzhen used, Chiang Kai shek basically used to live. Mm-hmm. And and then like I remember this guide, um, she is a mom and she's like, I would say like probably 60 or 50 something ish. And then he, I think we were just saying though, yeah, we're going back to America soon. And then like the only thing that she said back then during that trip that got me, that was back in June, I remember. And then, cause I remember my hair was still blonde. And, <laughs> and then the only word that, the only sentence that she said caught my attention was like, yeah, I can't, America, like the kids in America, they don't really care much about sex. All she was saying something like their knowledge of sex has is broken like they don't know what is right what is wrong anymore and at first i was like yeah it's true you know but like after mm-hmm. watching this show it's just like i see where the elders are coming from you know like you know people that are more experienced they tend to say more stuff in their life so mm-hmm. substance use for teenagers this is very common you know people are on drugs you know people kind of like normalize weed at some point which i get it you know like you know coke all that all that kind of stuff it's like it's such it's so common nowadays right like back in mm-hmm. college definitely heard much about it right yeah i mean i think it it's a lot more common than the previous generations um and which is again like understandable so like mm-hmm. when our kids grow up you know they might be talking about stuff that we find taboo so it's definitely not just cultural but also generational yeah i think also what is brought to attention is like this is like a groundbreaking show because of the lgbtq scenes like each character has their own battle to fight in the show so not everything you see is like not everyone's fighting the same battle which um i think not being part of the community i feel like we have to respect what they're going through because it's something that if we're not a community we don't really understand yeah and, definitely yeah i think this show has also brought into attention because this show is like very different has consider like the modern thinking to sexuality and gender identity like we mentioned and like what janice mentioned in the plot scenes is like it's very different from what mm-hmm. you normally would think of what uh scenes or like the show would be like so a friend of mine like i was i want to bring up this thing because like a friend of mine said something to me the other day and i'm very shocked just by hearing this, I guess, it's like, she was like, you know, some girls, they don't really know how to dress up. And like, they're ugly in some ways to the point, that's why they turn into this tomboyish look, you know, kind of wrap their breasts and like, just trying to be like a, a male. And <laughs> when they realize that, when they realize that, oh, turning into a male, like, I'm not... I'm not I'm not going to target anything but I'm just saying that this is what I heard from from a from a LGBTQ community friend of ours that she said this and she was saying that after doing this I realized that oh I can actually get a- attention from girls I can n- no no longer be the ugly girl that I used to be I can just start getting attention as being you know the area mm-hmm. and I think from what she said because all these things that she said really shook me because I didn't know that people actually thought this would work. So I'm just very confused. And I'm still, till this day, I'm very confused. Like, 
why you know just i have a lot of whys like uh especially for taiwan you know that like we're considered very like lgbtq friendly because of obviously political reasons mm-hmm. um but it's just funny because like now that you've mentioned it um it's like it's been a lot more common in taiwan specifically Mm-hmm. about like the rise of you know like queer personnels so i just thought it was interesting too because before there were like none and now it was like there's like so many like you know so yeah. many gays and lesbians so it's it's really interesting to see how like us as a society kind of like rose up mm-hmm. and like accepted it mm-hmm. even with like our parents generation you know like how you know how they're not like accepting of it at all yeah but because of how much Taiwan has changed, like specifically Taipei, like even they're like kind of nonchalant about it mm-hmm. compared to a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. I think, I think they're. I don't think I have the right place to say because I am not part of that community. But I just feel like, um, for those who don't really understand, like yeah, respect is the word that you should do because honestly, we don't know why. We just don't know why. I'm, I'm sure people who don't understand why, there will be a lot of whys coming, popping up in their heads. But the only thing that you can do is just to watch Euphoria and then show respect because mm, this may be a society societal problem. But um, now that the media is kind of shed light onto this problem, then we should probably kind of look more into it. And I kind of want to bring up this one show, like a Korean show that um, was, it's kind of similar to Euphoria. It was called Itaewon Class. Mm-hmm. This was fairly popular, but when I watched it, I wasn't really a fan of it because I was, I was waiting for the peak, but it was never to the peak. And then later on, I realized that, oh, this show was re- very popular because not, I think it was like the first um, Korean drama that portrays a black actor and like what they've gone through or like the foreign actor or something like sex drugs something like that it's like very it's very different from their culture to put mm-hmm. it that way i think so i guess um if you're watching a one class besides the main character i know he's cute but also um look out for the scenes and like how why it is so popular so i think that's why you know i didn't know that we we're going to talk about euphoria today as well but <laughs> Honestly, it's very interesting and like I would definitely finish watching them because it's very eye-opening just to think about this society right now. And like America, you know, recently, Janice, I've been asking myself, why is there so many problems in America? Uh-huh. And I come down to one point is I feel like America is asking way too much. Of what and from who? Mm, great question because this is a country a freedom of speech country but none of us is trying to accept each other and keep saying that this is a fact we should accept it this is a fact we should accept it but everyone has their own right and then when it comes down to everyone has their own right to say something to speak something people start kind of like targeting of what you say and i'm just feel i just feel like america is asking way too much like you know there's always like it's like yeah just like what you're asking me like what and to whom you know like Mm -hmm. i don't know yet but right now i can only give you the answer of the statement that i feel like come down to the recent problem that i've seen in america is that america is asking way too much i feel like maybe some conservative country that they're so protective they're only for a reason but i feel like 
the luxury of having so much freedom isn't always that great. You know? Yeah. 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 America's luxury of freedom and the luxury of, you know, like the freedom of speech sometimes more often than not um, creates more problems than, you know. So, I mean, this is obviously a topic for like a later date, but, you know, like we also have another topic that we can properly discuss about, but um, it's something that a lot of people have been noticing, especially pertaining after the pandemic because of so much freedom that they give their people. And it's always been, it's always kind of been that way, but like to each their own, every country has their rules. So it's not, it's, it's just something that a lot of us and like the rest of the world has come to come to realization too. Yeah, like that is why like a lot of people are saying like, I don't really like America like that, you know, because to outsider worlds, like they, to international people, they probably feel like, oh, like America is so fun. And then once they step, step on this land, they're like, why does it look like this? Like, why is it so dirty? Why does it have so much problems? And after seeing pandemic, like they're realizing, oh my God, like there's a lot to see and there's a lot to realize. And Asian hate, even recently, there's like stabbings, whatever. And like, you know, I was, I think I was very lucky to expose myself into a culture where like people that are, that grew up and like from New York. So mm, I think talking about euphoria, I think it just kind of reflects on what I heard of or what I've seen back in college. Even though college was a fun time, there's a lot of dark side that I just don't want to open it up. And I'm going to leave it like that until they, <laughs> if we have a topic, yes, we can talk about it. So thank you guys so much for tuning in to our episode 82 on Euphoria. It's a very dark content. And if you're ready, if you're comfortable, expose yourself to such scenes. I We would highly recommend you guys to watch this. But if you're not, I hope this episode helps you to understand more on Euphoria and like the world nowadays. So thank you guys so much for tuning in. And again, every Sunday night at Meet Me in Taipei, you can tune in on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and all the other podcast platforms. So thank you guys so much. And as of next week, we're going to keep it as a secret because just because. Okay. (laughs) So yeah, see you guys next week and we'll meet you guys on the air. Bye. Bye.